Welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, the latest on shares, markets and investments, now available on your Amazon Alexa. Hello and welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, now also available on the UK Investor Magazine mobile app. For today's podcast, we're going to be taking a look at a company that's currently raising funds on Cedars. The company is Signature Brew. It's based in East London, has a number of pubs and outlets, as well as a brewery based in East London. They've been met with very strong demand so far on Cedars. At the time of recording uh, of their 700,000 target, they're currently at 113%. So that's in overfunding been met by very strong demand. So we're going to be discussing the business model. We're going to be looking at the wider market and where the company has come from. And to do that, we're very kindly joined by Tom Botts, who's the managing director and co-founder of Signature Brew. Tom, thank you very much for being with us today. Oh, thanks for having me. Nice to, meet, nice to see you, Jonathan. So, Tom, as I mentioned, East London-based, uh, looking here at some of the details on Cedars at the moment, 5.3 million run rate for 2023 based on numbers from April to September. So we're going to be talking about how you've achieved your growth a little bit later on in the podcast. Also to note, you won the Brewery of the Year in 2018 and 2021. But so before we get into the business model in great detail, Tom, start looking at why you're at on, on Cedars and looking at what you're going to be doing with those funds. Please would you be able to give us an introduction to Signature Brew and your journey so far, please? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and I will try and keep this first answer to as short as possible. Uh, could easily fill up the entire podcast. Um, but yes, yeah, Signature Brew is founded by uh, myself and my cousin, Sam. Uh, we are a brewer and a musician. I'm the brewer. He's a musician, uh, and, and we found ourselves in the early 2010s, both working those respective fields. And, and I, I, I grew up in the beer industry and, and, and learned about brewing and, and, and great beer and, and what beer can mean for communities and, and what the industry does and how it works. And Sam did so in the music industry and, and was, a, was a touring band, tour manager, and then latterly worked in, in, in the burgeoning social media uh, scene, um, just as that was becoming a thing uh, with musicians in the early days. And he was working with artists such as The Prodigy to Mick Hucknall and everything else in between those two. And we we realised that we we both loved beer and, and the beer was just beginning to change. And, and um, the idea of, of craft beer and, and, and having a modern, interesting alternative to the sort of monolithic macro lagers on the bar was just starting to happen. And we were drinking some imported American beers um, that are now ubiquitous, but at the time were revolutionary and, and thought we want to get into this game. Um, and at the time agonized over a reason why we, 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 all, we felt we needed a cause and, 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 and are very thankful that we went through that process. And we realized that we hated drinking bad beer at gigs and we loved beer. We loved going to live music and, and, and unfortunately for us, those two things didn't come off come together very often. Um, so we went on a bit of a crusade to 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 bring our two loves together and, and essentially brew beer that makes music better and and create unforgettable experiences through the power of incredible beer and, and great music and and 
in the early days that that manifested itself by us collaborating with bands and musicians and, and taking their beers on tour taking their beers to festivals and venues around the country and, and using them as as a as a mouthpiece um to introduce the idea of better beer to to music bands in in their natural habitat of, of a live music venue and and that got us into some amazing venues some amazing festivals it was um also incredibly exciting for two you know mid-20s guys going on tour with some amazing artists and and drinking beer with them in some interesting places was was not a bad first job um and and it started the sort of the journey of signature brew we 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 morphed into the brewery it is now which is ostensibly more of a normal brewery we we sell to high street pubs local independent pubs as well as incredible music venues and festivals we, we turned into this brewery in about 2015 built our first proper brewery started hiring our first um brewers and, and and sales team and delivery drivers in 2016 and and then went on on the journey to turning it into what it is now uh, which is one of the most exciting breweries in the uk that that second half of the journey was was first funded by um our first fundraise in 2015 and um, we did a, a, a now in comparison quite small crowdfunder to build up uh, to buy our, our first brew house um and from there we were able to stop putting together our, our, our core range uh, as it is now and, and, and sort of building that up as well as still working with amazing artists. And that's something that's been concurrent throughout the entire time. That that first sort of build of, of signature into, into the brewery it's become uh, helped us win the Brewery of the Year for the first time in 2018, as you referenced. That was a real sort of affirmation that what we were doing was interesting and, and, and our way of reaching drinkers in this unique way and and, and this new way of getting the word out that beer can be interesting and exciting was was some of the people really latching onto, and 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 brought us that award. And off the back of that, we we crowdfunded for a second time in 2019, early 2019, to build what is the state of the art brewery we're we're now in, and and, and is capable of handling our long term production. Um, we then completed that process and that project in November 2019. So we had a pretty short window before COVID hit. Um, it was an absolute blessing to have that completed um, and, and our new home there for us during that period because we were able to pivot effectively and and still grow through what was an extremely difficult time. Um, we we still grew uh, considering 85% of our beer went into um, the on-trade at that time. And, and for those unfamiliar, the, the on-trade is pubs, bars, anywhere you would drink beer or, or, or drinks in, in the establishment and the off-trade is supermarkets and shops. So 85% of our beer was going into the on-trade at the onset of COVID, and yet we managed to continue to grow um, throughout that. Um, and, and, and that was um, that was delivered by a couple of pivots and, and projects that, that really served us well. Um, and we've continued to progress throughout that period, and it's been difficult, as as for all, all businesses in the hospitality industry, especially independent businesses in the hospitality industry. Um, but we've, we've managed to continue moving forward um, and, and that's kind of in the dna of our team and our people is to just keep doing what we what we can and that's led us to a point now where we are brewing 2.6 million pints a year um, we're sold in over 400 venues across the uk tracking for a five and a half five 5.3 million pound revenue this year and, and and most importantly having dealt with the the cost of living crisis that was brought on from the uk and raw uh, we're we're now profitable and cash generative in 2023.
Thank you very much. So what I'd like to do now, Tom, is, is move on and, and look at the market that you're operating in and how Signature fits in to that picture. Because, of course, there, there's lots of breweries out there from, from smaller operations all the way up to the to the multinationals. Um, craft beer is, is now becoming more mainstream that, than it was some years ago. So the question is, where do you fit within the market? How do you differentiate yourself from the other players out there? And I think this is a key point that investors are going to be interested in, mm. is how do you scale your success so far into this market to, to grab more market share? Uh, it, it's, it's a good question. And um, there's there's part of the answer is is we are like many other breweries so we just have the the fundamentals you'd expect from most breweries so we've got a an award-winning core, core range that is produced at our state-of-the-art brewery which is genuinely one of the most high-tech breweries you're going to find in london um all all of our core range have two-star great taste awards and 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 they're they're brilliant beers in their own right um but beyond that we have not just captivating branding that is in tune with the music ethos and, and, and the positioning of the brand. Um, but we have a way of marketing the the brewery and the company that is is genuinely unique and, and allows us to reach um, audiences unlike any other brewery and, 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 and essentially gives us exponential growth potential that, that is, is pretty um, incredible. And, and I think arrogantly sort of, you know, once in a generation sort of um, style of business in our space. And, and it's, it's 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 an industry we're well plugged into. I, I I grew up in the space and 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 we're advised by um, some people who've who've known the industry for a long time. We, we're very excited by what we what we've managed to build. And for for us as um, as entrepreneurs, you're always more excited about the years ahead. Um, but but we're pretty proud of what we've what we've achieved so far. Music driving the growth is is the is the key component to what we do, and we want to target having. Um, a quarter of our venues having music centric, um, being music centric venues. So they want to signify to their audience that, that they care about music and they partner with Signature as a result of that. So that entree positioning is is critical um, and it offers, you know, a unique and authentic uh, connection with music to, to those venues. Um, and then that translates to our audience as well. We obviously market ourselves through gigs, events, and festivals. And, and as I said in the first question, it's all about creating those unforgettable experiences by bringing those two great things together. And in total, we managed to reach 2.6 million people a year through that and through their love of, of having a great beer whilst there's great music on. Um, and, and you know, music is the biggest entertainment industry in the world, ahead of sport. So it's, it's, it's a logical one to immerse ourselves in authentically. And you see loads of the big brands try and position themselves with their music and it, and it often comes through as, as sort of a bit synthetic and a bit sterile and, and, and I think what we produce is, is something that's um, far more authentic, believable and, and, and easier to buy into. Um, we work with artists continuously um, so you know artist collaborations was the thing that, that got Signature off the ground in the first place um, but there's been a concurrent association with some of the most incredible musicians in the world throughout the last 12 years since we've been doing this we continuously work with new artists from all sorts of demographics um, and that allows us to reach their audiences and that's the critical component here and it's been 
the reason we've worked with artists throughout the entire journey is because if we work with them effectively um, and, and, and we can touch on the way Singapore has always worked with bands and musicians, but also tie in modern marketing and modern influencer marketing to reach their new audiences or their audience, then we can get exponentially increasing awareness through that. We work with um, brand partnerships as well. Um, so uh, working with the likes of uh, Shaw, who are the uh, world's most uh, uh, most famous microphone producers, and they, they sponsor our tap handles, um, and which are obviously microphones, um, and they sponsor us for that. Or we work with um, aligned brands like Doc Martens or Dickies, who, who aesthetically are similar to what Singapore are doing. Um, and, and all of this is 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 held in what we call the community. Um, so if anyone goes on our website, they can see the community, which basically um, is the the home for all of our genre-defining partner artists um, alongside those globally aligned brands and, and venues uh, that we work with. It provides a sort of central framework for engaging with the audiences, driving awareness and, and utilising all of the associations with, with artists we've had. Um, and, and, and people seeing the breadth of work we've done there, the diversity of artists we work with across all, the, all different demographics and genres um, can only serve to convince people that, that we're doing something genuinely unique and exciting and, and it's worth checking us out. Um, I think we've, we've, we've come to realise that um, the concept of Signature Brew has always been pretty big and, 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 and it's taken us this time to sort of build the business up to to reach the same sort of size of, of that, if you like, the, the business has caught up with the concept. And now we're able to almost deliver on on the power of, of this association with some of these amazing artists. The the, the number of followers they've got in total is, is absolutely enormous. Um, and, and they support us in, a new, in numerous ways, whether it's making a beer with us, playing at our venue, going on tour with us, or, or, or investing. You know, we've had a, a number of, of incredible artists invest in the brewery in this round and in previous rounds because they care about the project and enjoy it, but also see, see where it's headed. Thank you there. So you mentioned there about artists investing in Signature Brew, and I want to move on now and, and discuss Signature Brew as a, an investment proposition. Of course, as we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, currently on Cedars at the moment in overfunding at 113% of the targets. So of course, there is interest from investors, there's strong interest from investors. But I want to get your views now, Tom, on you know where you see Signature Brew going in the future and what investors can expect. And, and I think it would be good if you'd be able to bring in some other stories, success stories from the industry, just to give some scale of where this business could go to in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it, when we've done previous fundraisers, um, it's been a CapEx-focused fundraise um, because we've needed to buy a new canning line or build a brewery. Um, and, and that has been the, the focus of the fundraise and, and the use of the majority of the funds. This time it's about capitalising on an opportunity that we have ahead of ourselves. And, and breweries um, go from the five million pound revenue mark to 10 million pound revenue mark rarely in our industry you're putting your head above the parapet um but it's a crucial period of time because when you reach 10 million pounds in our industry you are generally generally 
in the shop window, so to speak, with what with regards to those global brewers and them looking to add your brands to their portfolio and your business to their portfolio. Now, you have to reach that £10 million mark as quickly as you can to prove to everyone that this brand is catching fire. We have one opportunity to go from the point we are now to that £10 million mark. Um, for us, we have all of the all of the necessary ingredients to go and do that fast growth in place with the exception of the funds for for a significant sales and marketing budget so when i say everything's in place we've got the brewery there capable of handling the growth we've got the key people in each department who've been on the journey we're going on before uh, uh, that they've been on it before uh, we've got brands that people love and care about and, and are aesthetically uh, in tune with what we're doing we've got the platform with with a great base of sales in in london the uk with 400 stockists and we've got route to market established across all of the uk so all of the key cities we're targeting have uh, have routes to market for us established um but we've been in 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 hustle mode since summer last year um because of the massive increasing costs and therefore have had to severely reduce our marketing budget um, to make sure that we were being sustainable and cash generative um, and what we want to do is is not move away from being those two things, but but raise funds so we can increase the increase the marketing budget and go and capitalize on on this massive opportunity ahead of us. And and you asked about predecessors in our industry, well, um, Camden Town, Beaver Town, and uh, Meantime are three breweries who've been through this process. So yeah, so all three of those breweries. Um, nailed it with regards to growing through this period um quickly and effectively making their brands established in the on trade which is critical to to building um saleable brands um and, and and that's something that we've got laid out in front of us and can absolutely execute i suppose the key differential for us is is we can not only deliver on that same growth uh, that those breweries did but we have we have global potential in terms of our ability to replicate the century model in in other territories so we take our beers to italy for example where we are exporting at the moment and work with people in the music space in italy to 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 bring the sinks brew world to life and, and and to replicate the model that we've got um for that audience working with italian artists working with italian venues and suddenly sinks brew italy is is born um and it and could be a sort of microcosmic version of, of the of the brewery that we built in the UK. Likewise, we'll do the same in a smaller version when we go to all the key cities across the UK. So partner with the right Manchester ves- uh, venues and festivals and then partnering with um, some Manchester artists to to deliver on what's worked so well for us in London. Um, and I think that's where we can um, potentially sell a great deal of upside value in Signature Brew compared to those other breweries who've gone before and, and ultimately been built on on UK sales and, and, and have since their exits only really delivered on UK sales. Thank you. So it, it was quite interesting, Tom, that you mentioned there that transition from a five million pound revenue generating business to, to a 10 million one and how that brings in uh, potential interest from, from global breweries. So I want to take that context and, and look at the Cedars campaign now and and ask, you know, why now do you feel is an important point to, to raise capital 
And what are you going to be spending it on? And will that take you through, do you feel, to that 10 million mark that then you become a, a real potential target from some, from some global players? So, yeah, I mean, I mean, firstly, the why now is because we're, we're, we're going to hit uh, five and a half million pound revenue this year. And, and it's critical that we don't spend the next two years, 24 and 25, just continuing in the lean mode. We are growing 20, 30 percent. We want to push harder than that and, and achieve something that, that no one else is in our industry um, and, and, and really make Sinkspru the the most exciting and and the most desirable brewery in in the space and we we genuinely believe we can do that um the funds will be used for as i touched on before marketing budget so so we completely slimmed down our marketing uh over the last 12 months or the spend in marketing we, we can achieve pretty impressive stuff considering we spend so, so little in it um but but the budget has often been below two percent of revenue and, and we want to push that back up towards eight percent there is also a sales acquisition fund, so in the brewing industry to get on the medium-sized groups or the larger venues, um, there is a cash requirement. Um, so there'll be a, a listing fee as well as rebates to bring on these groups. And, and whilst it's not a cost because the, 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 the cost is covered by uh, the lifetime of the deal, it, there's a cash element there, which obviously has been difficult um over the last 12 months as as it's been um such challenging times for us um there is the there is a festival strategy fund uh, whereby if we're proactive in the festival space uh, we can we can bring on a significant amount of revenue um and and do so without it being uh, loss making as well i think there's a presumption that that selling data festivals comes at a significant cost and whilst it's not um easy you, you can do it effectively so by our analysis, um, in the medium medium sized festival space where we, where we thrive and can operate well, eight out of ten festivals um, at least break even, if not make a, a, a profit. And if you can do a critical mass, so let's say for simple maths, if you do ten, eight will work. The eight will cover the two that aren't so great. But it's getting to that critical mass because there are listing fees again involved there. So. We pulled back massively from the festival space this year, and and, and we think we gave up about about four hundred and fifty to five hundred thousand pounds of the revenue this year, and um, because we couldn't, uh, we didn't have the funds to go into that space as much as we wanted to. Um, there is a small amount of capex uh, just to increase some of the ancillary services to the to the brewery, and then lastly, there's there's a working capital provision. Thank you very much. So, what I'd like to do now is just really focus on on the involvement of bands and, and musicians and, and artists with the signature brew we, we have discussed it on the on the podcast so far but i really want to get a flavor as to the relationship you said that some artists had invested in in the company and and some were obviously helping with with promotion it would be good to give a little bit more detail if you may tom because this from my perspective really sets signature brew apart so i think this is important for investors potential investors to understand how you're working with these artists and what their involvement is with signature brew yeah well yeah and it's for us one of the most um one of the most exciting parts of the business um it's been built into to our dna since day one it's 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 now our heritage and and ultimately the the authentic association with artists is our secret weapon you can't you can't replicate working with that breadth of, of artists 
for that long length of time overnight. You have to go and do the uh, the hard yards and 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 make it work, um, and, and work with with some of those amazing people. We've done over sixty collaboration brews with with bands from all over the world. That's more than any other brewery in the world. The likes of Alt J, Idols, Skints, Big Journey, Hot Chip, Darkness, Sports Team, Maston, Hustle Records, Mugwai, Frank Turner, Harriet. Um, have all brewed beers with us and, and played shows with us. Um, we've also created venues and we've got a music venue inside our state-of-the-art brewery, uh, which is a 500-cap venue, one of the most unique and iconic venues in the country, playing shows week in, week out. So we, we've built this amazing brewery uh, brewery with a with a venue in. We've got a live music venue in East London as well, in, in Haggerston. And both of those are places where exciting things happen all the time so so we proactively work with artists um like like the ones i just mentioned but also we have amazing people just turn up unannounced to have a pint or jump on stage so skrillex tony hawk the skater tinchy strider have all jumped on stage uh, in recent times steve harris from iron maiden kate nash have turned up for a show uh, over the last few months um and it's just one of those things that happens at singapore people are interested in it, and, and so are the artists. Um, and as I said earlier, we, we also um, work with artists on a, on a more meaningful level in terms of them in, investing in us. So we have a sort of a a pyramid, if you like, of, of how we work with different size artists, and this and this is entirely scalable going forward, and all underpinned by uh, agreements with the artists and, and and key deliverables, which is perhaps a a, a progression for us as. As you know, in the early days, we were just almost asking for favours, and now we can be a bit more professional with it. But on the smallest level, we're working with with growing brands in, in grassroots music, where we're just providing them with rider, and they're shouting about the brewery, all the way up to global icons such as the Prodigy and Robbie Williams, who've who've um, supported the brewery, who are perhaps doing things for us, not just publicly, but behind the scenes with introductions to the right people, um, and everything else in between that. And then going forward, what we'll be doing is with the with a greater budget, and we've achieved some incredible collaborations and, and association with artists almost on a shoestring up to this point. But with a bit more budget, we will work with four artists a year doing underplay shows at the brewery, working with us on a beer and, and, and building an entire campaign around them. They're almost like the, the tent poles throughout each year that, that, that form central elements to our marketing strategy. Um, and we've been working with um, we've been working with a guy called Michael Bowler, who's the head of marketing for Doc Martins, who um, has helped take what is in our deck, the concept of Singapore, and turn it into a into a deliverable marketing strategy, which which builds awareness nationally and, and helps deliver the the growth that we need to. Fantastic, thank you. So the, the final two points here are, are really setting out a roadmap of, of where you're going, as well as looking at some of the, the milestones at the Signature Brew have uh, recorded in the, in, in the past. So, you know, Tommy, I think you said you've been there for, for 12 years. You know, would you be able to give some highlights? You, you've obviously been through many uh, in the podcast so far, but would you be able to pick out specific highlights from your time at Signature Brew, please, to give shareholders an idea of some key events, uh, you know, potential investors as well, of th- that's happened, and then we're going to move on, and then and then look at you know what 
excites you about Signature Brew going forward uh, from this point forward? Hmm. Um, yeah, I, I mean, as I touched on, there's barely a week that goes by that something interesting or exciting uh, doesn't happen at Signature Brew. Um, it's it's a pretty exciting place to work in, and and um, one of the things that I'm trying to always remind our team of is 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 we we make great beer we have a music venue in the middle of the brewery where amazing people come and play all the time we can drink the beer and watch these amazing artists if we don't find this job fun then then we probably shouldn't be doing it um because it is and and, and it's it, it's great and 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 i think we you know we're, we're rare or getting rare in the world where we create something tangible so you can enjoy it um and and it does it does get you into some insane places you know i i um, I ended up on an episode of Celebrity Hunted last year because uh, a, a household comedian took refuge at the brewery um, and, and knew us. So he came down for a pint and, and hid out. Um, and, and it also gives us a, a platform to, to do good things as well. And, and, and that, that, that's great. And, and that, that feels really good too. So, you know, a couple of examples, um, you know, d- during COVID, obviously everyone found it very difficult and, and the, the hospitality music industry especially found it very difficult. Um, so when, when the onset of COVID, uh, came, we, we immediately pivoted to create a product called pub in a box and that was purely to help us generate some sales. But we realized that every single musician in the country just had all of their tours and gigs and festivals canceled. So we hired out to work musicians who, who needed the help to deliver our beer for us. And, and they were the ones driving around London, driving around the UK, delivering our pub in a box packages to to people who were who were supporting the brewery, um, and and that got us a lot of coverage and, and 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 was felt good to be able to support the musicians when they needed that. And then as we came out of the lockdowns in 2021, um, we we decided to launch a campaign called Beer Grants, which is basically contacting independent venues all over the country, saying apply for beer grants with Signature Brew and we'll send you free beer to sell on that first week when you open so you can have a chance of getting your doors open without immediately starting to build up the bills. So we gave away a quarter of a million pounds of the beer um, as part of our beer grants campaign to, to help independent venues across the UK. And it was actually that that campaign that, that helped us win the Brew of the Year um, for the second time, um, which, which obviously was was a huge pat on the back for the team and, and, and something that we we really appreciated. Um, so giving ourselves a platform to, to do those altruistic, exciting campaigns is something that we're, we really care about. And, and we also can use our venues to to celebrate all types of music from all sorts of backgrounds um, with a particular focus on, on you know, celebrating diversity and, and, and being inclusive and bringing in all sorts of people. And, and, and um, I think our venues are, are absolutely incredible at that. Um, moving forward, we, we, we want to make sure that we're working with our shareholders more than we have had before. And that's both with 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 anyone who's supported us up to this point in previous raises, but also those who are joining us now. Um, I think we we have a for us we have a huge resource there of, of you know a thousand shareholders who are enormously supportive and care about the brewery. So we want to make sure that we're providing information regularly, giving themselves an opportunity to get involved with the brewery, whether it's coming to a show, coming to drink a beer with us, hang out. We'll do regular events, but we'll also do sort of showpiece events where where everyone's invited. And as we take the beer around the country um, to to some of the key cities across the UK, 
we'll also signpost when we're going to be there. So, you know, we're aware that not all of our shareholders are based in London. So um, we'll give ample opportunity for those around the UK to come and come and say hello and, and come and just enjoy Signature Brewing and, and, and ask us anything and, and, and celebrate um, what we're doing. Great. So, you know, and this is a, a final point here. Tom, and this is really from a potential investor's perspective that may be looking uh, at Cedars and, and thinking that they may want to get involved with, with the campaign. You know, what, what are the key things that you would say to them going forward from a business perspective that they should keep an eye out for and what you think is really going to drive this company forward? Um, well, this is highly likely um, the last time we raised funds before we before we reach that that ten million pound revenue mark and 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 basically enter the process of of, of um, targeting a liquidity event and, and and executing the exit strategy, which 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 is providing the return to our shareholders who've supported us up to this point. Um, we uh, we we work with an advisor called Arlington Partners who, who um, underpin the strategy and and. and we understand that the M&A activity in the brewery space it will will come back around over the next 12, 18 months, um, perfectly timed for the point where Singapore will be at the right size to be a consideration in that regard. So for us, delivering on the national growth over the next 12 months, delivering on the awareness piece and 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 and, and building the noise around Singapore Brew in a way that we know only we can um, is is what's driving us, um, and then. And then targeting that that point in time um, to to provide the next phase of growth for Singapore Brew and 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 the next step forward, uh, whilst also providing a return for the shareholders is, is the sort of key target. That's great, Tom. Thank you very much. So, just as a note to listeners, do check out the notes to this podcast because there will be a link through to the Cedars page. Uh, signature brew cedars page where you'll be able to find out some more details download their deck look at the videos and find out some more details about their campaign so tom thank you very much for being with us today no worries uh cheers jonathan uh, my pleasure and thank you very much to everyone for listening thank you we hope you enjoyed listening to the UK Investor Magazine podcast. Please do share the podcast and we really value any reviews and comments you leave us in your chosen podcast player. The views presented by the hosts and guests of the UK Investor Magazine podcast are in no way investment advice. And please remember all investment involves risk.